Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Brina Guerin, and this is a special holiday bonus episode of Hex Positive. As we gather for our autumn festivals, from Mabon to Harvest Home to Thanksgiving, it's a time to reflect on the year, count our blessings, and enjoy the company of our near and dear. It's also a time to drink, dance, feast, and revel in the abundance of the harvest season. In short, it's time for the kitchen witches to roll up their sleeves. To that end, I'd like to share some of my favorite autumn feast recipes with you. These dishes can be made for a gathering, a family dinner, or a special treat for yourself with plenty of leftovers. Some of these dishes are vegetarian or can be altered to be so. Whatever your dietary needs and preferences, I hope you will enjoy them. Today, I'll be sharing the following recipes with you. Roast turkey with cranberry stuffing and apple potato dressing, colcannon, oven-roasted asparagus and Brussels sprouts, cranberry walnut pumpkin bread, and that great seasonal favorite, pumpkin spice coffee. We'll begin with roast turkey with cranberry stuffing. You will need a whole chicken or turkey appropriate to the size of your roasting pan. I usually get a chicken that is six to seven pounds or a turkey that is 13 to 15 pounds, depending on how many people I need to feed. You will also need a bag of bread stuffing of your choice, one half to one full cup of dried cranberries, half a stick of butter divided in halves at room temperature, one cup of water, half a fresh apple with the seeds removed, and several short wooden skewers. For seasonings, I usually use paprika, garlic powder, onion powder, dried minced onion, and the old standard, salt and pepper. For the apple potato dressing, you will need three or four sweet tart apples, such as honey crisp, Brayburn or Jonah Gold. My favorite variety is Stamen Wine Sap, but they can be difficult to find outside of New England. You will also need three to four red russet potatoes, well scrubbed with the peels on and the eyes removed, half a cup of crumbled bacon, and one cup of apple cider. I should mention that this recipe is appropriate for any fowl, but works best with chicken or turkey. I'm sure it would work just as well with goose or duck, but I haven't had the opportunity to try my hand at either. If you get a frozen bird, defrost it in your refrigerator prior to the day when you plan to do your cooking. Defrosting takes about 24 hours per four pounds of weight. So if you have a 12 pound turkey, it will take about three days to defrost. Leave about 12 hours of leeway just in case. You don't want to start cooking with a frozen turkey. 
On the feast day, begin your cooking and prep around midday, or at least six hours before you plan to serve the meal. Roasting fowl always takes longer than you think it will, and it can't be rushed, so leave yourself plenty of time before your guests arrive. First, assemble your components and prep your roasting pan. Make sure your workspace is clear and that you have everything you need before you begin preparing the fowl or turn the oven on. Lightly coat the inside of your roasting pan with non-stick spray. Scrub the apples and potatoes and dice them into one inch cubes with the skin still on. That's very important. Mix them in the roasting pan, making sure the bottom of the pan is well covered. Adjust the quantities according to pan size and personal taste. Reserve half of one of the apples and remove the seeds. Add half a cup of crumbled bacon and one cup of your favorite apple cider, spiced or unspiced. I also like to add a little splash of apple wine as a personal touch. In a large mixing bowl, add a few tablespoons of room temperature butter to your stuffing. Then add water in small amounts until it just begins to soften. You don't want it to become soggy. It will absorb cooking juices during the roasting process, so make sure it's still a little bit firm. Stir in the dried cranberries to taste and set the bowl aside. Begin preheating your oven to 350 degrees Fahrenheit or 176 degrees Celsius. Make sure the racks are low enough to leave plenty of room for the roasting pan with space to spare. Have the other half of the butter and your seasonings to hand. Do yourself a favor and uncap the spices or prepare a small bowl of the seasoning blend before you start handling the raw meat. It makes things so much easier. You may also want to put on food prep gloves for the next few steps. It's about to get messy. Unpackage the fowl in your sink and remove the giblets. You can reserve these if you plan to use them later or just discard them. Don't put them down a garbage disposal though. The neck portion has bones. Rinse the fowl inside and out and pat it dry with paper towels. Place it breast side up in the roasting pan on top of the apples and potatoes. Fill the cavity with the cranberry stuffing. Cap the opening with half an apple and secure it in place with short wooden skewers. Rub the bird down with the butter both over and under the skin. Coat the bird well with the seasoning blend. Adjust the spice levels to your personal taste and add and remove seasonings as you like. Cover the roasting pan with a tent of aluminum foil making sure the foil isn't resting directly on the bird. Leave a small opening at the top for venting. The foil tent keeps the bird moist during cooking so you don't have to continually baste it. Carefully place the roasting pan into the oven. Make sure there is space between the foil and the top of the oven. Close the door and begin the waiting game. Your fowl will need to cook for about 20 minutes per pound of bird, plus 45 minutes for the stuffing. Set a timer or an alarm to remind yourself. A 12-pound turkey with stuffing will take approximately 4 hours to fully cook. The bird is done when a meat thermometer inserted into the thickest part of the thigh reads 165 degrees Fahrenheit or 74 degrees Celsius. 
For crispy skin, use tongs to carefully remove the foil for the last 45 minutes of cooking time. Serve with generous helpings of the cranberry stuffing and the apple potato dressing, which will have blended with the cooking juices to create a savory sweet soup in the bottom of the pan. In this recipe, we have a number of options for food magic. It can vary somewhat depending on the seasonings that you use for the poultry, but your options aren't just limited to the spice rack. Cranberries and apples can symbolize love, healing, positivity, knowledge, and the abundance of the fall harvest. Bread and potatoes nourish the spirit as well as the body, and may also symbolize the protection and grounded stability of a full pantry and a snug home, ready for the winter. You can also share a portion of these foods with your local land spirits, or leave some on your altar as an offering. Our next recipe is one of my personal favorites, an Irish favorite tweaked for an American palate, Colcannon. Colcannon is the side dish that eats like a meal. This is very definitely a portions and seasonings to taste recipe. I suggest a baseline of half a head of green cabbage and two and a half pounds of potatoes or two potatoes per person. This is my own personal version of the recipe, but I have had a kind gentleman from Galway tell me in no uncertain terms that it was a proper dish, at least as good as his mother's. You will need several pounds of red russet or Yukon gold potatoes, one small head of green cabbage, sour cream, butter or margarine, salt and pepper, and crumbled bacon. The bacon is technically optional, but if you love bacon, then it's entirely necessary. I love bacon. Peel and boil an appropriate amount of potatoes for the number of guests you expect, or enough to give yourself plenty of leftovers. Believe me, you're going to want them. While the potatoes are boiling, chop half a head of green cabbage into one-inch pieces. Be sure to remove the outer layer and the white core and only use the leaves. Lightly boil the cabbage in water with a pinch of salt until it is just barely soft and fork tender. Drain the cabbage and set it aside. Test the boiling potatoes with a knife to check for doneness. If the knife enters and slides out easily, the potatoes are ready. Drain the potatoes, place them in a large mixing bowl, and mash until smooth. If you have any frustration, now is a good time to take it out on the potatoes. Add butter and sour cream to taste and stir until combined. Fold in the boiled cabbage one scoop at a time. Stir in a generous handful of crumbled bacon and season to taste with salt and pepper. Colcannon keeps very well and makes an excellent next day lunch or hearty cold weather meal. Some more traditional versions of the recipe call for kale instead of cabbage and diced ham instead of bacon, or you can omit ham and bacon altogether and use margarine instead of butter and sour cream for a fully vegetarian dish. This is a dish meant to provide warmth and comfort and the feeling of well-being that comes from a proper meal. Again, we have the potatoes to symbolize a secure and well-provided household, with the addition of cabbage, which has the associations of wealth, prosperity, fertility, and love. 
Colcannon views as a whole is a dish that symbolizes the warding off of illness, starvation, and financial hardship. Mash away your troubles and stir plenty of luck and love into this dish as you prepare it. Next, we have an easy vegetable side dish, oven-roasted asparagus and Brussels sprouts. You will need one to two pounds fresh asparagus spears and three to four pounds fresh Brussels sprouts. You will also need olive oil, garlic powder, lemon pepper, and salt. The cooking times do vary for these vegetables. Fortunately, the oven temperature is the same. Line several rimmed baking pans with foil and preheat your oven to 400 degrees Fahrenheit or 204 degrees Celsius. Snap off the woody ends of the asparagus stems. Trim the bottoms of the Brussels sprouts with a paring knife and remove the outermost layer of leaves. Discard any sprouts with black spots or a mushy core. Wash the vegetables and pat them dry with paper towels. Working one batch at a time, place the vegetables into a freezer bag or plastic container with a lid. Add two tablespoons of olive oil and season to taste with garlic powder, lemon pepper, and a pinch of salt. Close the container and shake well to coat. Then lay the vegetables out on the tray in a single layer. Do not mix the asparagus with the Brussels sprouts. Roast the asparagus for 15 minutes until tender and very slightly crispy at the leaf ends. Roast the Brussels sprouts for 35 to 38 minutes until fully tender and the outermost leaves are slightly blackened. This dish carries two symbols of stability and fertility. Brussels sprouts, with their hardy and resilient nature and resistance to frost, symbolize the endurance of good fortune well into the winter months. Asparagus is commonly associated with sexual potency and is mentioned as an ingredient in sex magic in Cunningham's Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs. But it also symbolizes great potential. If left to grow, asparagus sprouts become tall ferns, if you allow yourself the time and space to grow and remain resilient in the face of obstacles, you can accomplish wonders. To round out the meal, we have cranberry walnut pumpkin bread. This is a seasonal favorite in my household, and I take great pleasure in sharing it with my friends and neighbors. Whenever I bake it, I always make two loaves, one to keep and one to give away. For this recipe, you will need one box of Libby's pumpkin bread mix. I make no claims to be fancy. One can pureed pumpkin or pumpkin pie filling. One cup of chopped walnuts. And one cup of dried cranberries. Coat your loaf pans with nonstick spray. Make the pumpkin bread batter, substituting the pureed pumpkin for the water and eggs. Stir until combined. Fold in the walnuts and cranberries, provided no one that you're going to give the bread to is allergic to walnuts. Evenly divide the batter between two 9-inch foil loaf pans and bake uncovered according to package directions, adding 3-5 to five minutes for the density of the pureed pumpkin. The loaves are done when the toothpick inserted into the middle of the loaf comes out clean. This is such a simple recipe and the delightful colors and flavors make it a wonderful autumn treat. The pumpkin filling brings a wish of prosperity and good health, 
with walnuts for fertility and protection against harm, and the bright pop of cranberries for love, happiness, and good fortune. Remember to wrap up a loaf to give to someone you love, or even to a neighbor as a gesture of kindness and goodwill for the season. And what discussion of fall cuisine would be complete without pumpkin spice coffee? This is a seasonal treat that I enjoy completely without shame as soon as it's available. When I make pumpkin spice coffee at home, I usually use a bagged mix from my favorite convenience store. When that's not available, I make my own in a standard drip coffee maker. You will need your ground coffee of choice, cinnamon, brown sugar, clove powder, and nutmeg. Some also prefer to add ginger and allspice, but this is purely a matter of taste. Add water to the reservoir of the machine, place a filter in the drip chamber, and add your usual quantity of your favorite ground coffee. Add half a teaspoon of brown sugar, half a teaspoon of ground cinnamon, a sprinkle of ground clove or one whole clove, and a single pinch of nutmeg. Stir it around a bit to combine, then brew your coffee as you usually would. The spice blend can be adjusted to your personal tastes and can be enjoyed all year round. The possible magical associations for tea and coffee blends are nearly endless. Coffee warms the heart as well as the belly and gives us magical opportunities for removing harmful influences or obstacles in our lives. It can also be a catalyst for bringing in the happiness and good luck that we all hope for. And the seasonings added to the mix reflect this as well. Cinnamon for love, passion, healing, and wealth. Sugar for sweet romance and prosperity. Clove for protection, money, and the stopping of gossip. And nutmeg for creativity, luck, success, and the breaking of baneful spells. If you choose to add ginger and allspice, you could stir in additional magic for money, positivity, and opportunities to come your way. Whatever blend you choose, make sure you stir a blessing into your cup. Whether you're hoping for something in particular or just adding coffee for instant witch, let your coffee be your morning potion for positivity and possibility. One final note. As you celebrate the history associated with these feasting holidays, remember that it's important to embrace and support our indigenous communities and to not perpetuate colonialist ideas regarding depictions of the past. Please check the show notes for links to important Native American and First Nation causes that you can support as part of this season of giving. I hope you've enjoyed these seasonal recipes, and I wish you all the joy and abundance the season can bring. I'll leave you with this simple table blessing to top off your magical efforts. When mixing the ingredients together or stirring the pot, focus on the food and say the following. Whosoever eats of this food, may prosperity find them, may good health be with them, may happiness shine on them, and may no harm befall them. I wish you all a safe and plentiful celebration, surrounded by the love of the people you hold most dear, even if it's only through video chat. Until next time, I'm Brina Garin, reminding you to stay safe, wash your hands, celebrate responsibly, and clean the kitchen as you go. Happy kitchen witching, and remember, always practice safe hex.
Sex Positive is a proud member of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. Check out everything they have to offer, including our sibling podcast, BS Free Witchcraft, over at nerdandtie.com. Intro and outro music by Kevin McLeod. For all the latest updates, follow at hex underscore podcast on Twitter. You can also follow me at at Brina Guerin on Twitter and Instagram. For more information on my books, you can check out my WordPress and my Amazon author page. And if you'd like to support the show, please visit patreon.com slash Stay safe, wash your hands, and remember, always practice safe hacks.